right, thank you for joining ESBC NFL betting podcast. Purpose of the podcast, like always, is to make me money. I say that to be candid and real because you'll see all this gaslighting, right? All this lying. Uh, Biden said that nobody told him to leave 2,500 troops. Two generals testified on their oath. They told Biden that 100 times, right? So everybody's always lying to you, you and your parents about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny that do not exist. So keep it real for the purposes of making money and getting good information and really getting around the $15 billion NFL spin. So we can continue our streak of 20 weeks in a row of profit. Last week, we made 67%. Uh, we want to get to 70 and 80%. But the reason we've been able to do that, and the RI has been tremendous. So we're up to around $40,000 in profit, right? When you factor in betting $1,000 in each game and another uh, close to $35,000 in college. IRS come down. I have an MBA, securities licenses. I know about tax mitigation. So I do have to say that disclaimer. <laughs> uh, so every single business meeting has to have a purpose and an outcome, and that is the outcome of it. But it isn't without the hard work, right? And it isn't without uh, setting your ego aside. So if you're the smartest, toughest person in the room, you are in the wrong room. And you need somebody who's equally as honest as you are. And honest with you to tell you, hey, man, you're wrong. You are wrong. Right. So to that end, we got Shad Nolan, a future NFL player, current Arena League player with the Vegas Knights. And his brother is now on the second team Heisman watch. (laughs) James Nolan with your Oregon State Beavers. Thank you, Chad, for helping me on this journey, man. Journey of profit and fun. Right. I'm happy to be here. Happy to. Help, help, help us make some money and help the people listen to make some money. This is the uh, this is the best podcast of the week right here. It's my favorite one. Right, because uh, we're supposed to be father knows best. We're supposed to know everything. Uh, it's humiliating. You know, you go to a job and you're saying how great you are and everything, but it's humiliating when you're 100% wrong, where you didn't use proper logic, where you didn't follow the process when you self-sabotage yourself because of your depression, right? All self-sabotage comes in the form of depression. My wife says, who is a very good psychotherapist for the last 18 years. So you do all of this in sports back. And the Hawthorne effect that I've used, business consultants, 90% of them don't know anything what they're doing. So I call myself a business concierge. But when I'm helping individuals and businesses, one of the first techniques we use, and it's made a ton of money, and people want to quit there because they're making so much money, it's a Hawthorne effect. And I'll, I'll put the link to it. Also, I'll put a link to a quote on the origins 
or origins of recency bias. Because Hawthorne effect and recency bias work together. So whatever you track and measure, you improve its performance by 20 to 10 to 20%. So for us, 52.5% is break even. We want to be at 70, 80%. The top is 80% because in probability theory, right? The highest level of certainty you can get to is 80%. So we use my MBA, securities license, business, and experience, right? I had a restaurant, uh, invested $8,000 into it, sold it for $600,000 plus. Plus, I paid for my life, had a lot of fun, and learned a lot of lessons along the way. So what we do is business and financial concepts. We apply the ones to sports betting. But sports betting is not just technical charts, at least for me anyway, because I'm an introverted person. It's also about collaboration. Capitalism is you collaborate to make money, joint ventures to make money, right? Collaboration. So Chad and I are collaborating. And what are the results? Because it's all about results. We keep it real here. We give you numbers, results. Within the episode notes, it's really a prospectus that could be monitored by the SEC, FINRA, right? To protect the public. And really, that's what we're doing. We're protecting the sports better, protecting the new sports better that they do not get taken advantage of. So we'll look at a game that both of you guys got right. I got wrong. And it is because I overestimated Davis Mills. Uh, he, to cover all I needed was one play from him. So, and also the coach, too. I overestimated the coach. It might have been an analytics move, but it was a stupid move. So I'm glad the smart uh, rule was an analytics guy. Uh, he, he flat out said it. He'll do analytics, but something stupid is stupid. And he, as a coach, as a human being, is going to get in front of the AI there and make the decision. So, number one, I overestimated Davis Mills' ability to read defenses. He could not read anything. I overestimated his emotional control. He was all over the place. He looked panicked in the pocket. Uh, he he ran. He can't run, right? But he himself rolled out to the teeth of the defense. He didn't even count numbers. They teach you that in high school. I didn't even play football. I would, you know, go to the practice to be an extra person to uh, work out because the coach told us to do it in basketball. But you would see the coaching that you count numbers, right? You got X amount of guys over here, got five guys over here, two guys over here. You don't run the play over there. You audible to the other side. He wasn't even doing the basics, Chad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I'd like to throw in too in that game, just for uh, moving forward and tomorrow, is too. I mean, the Panthers had two key injuries: the McCaffrey going down and right. a rookie stud corner Horn. Um, something to keep in mind uh, for all you betters out there for handicapping the games this week and uh, and um, looking, you know, at the Panthers this week. I'm not saying you know fade the Panthers because of that, but. Um, something to very much consider because I think that it's going to have an impact on uh, which you kind of saw the offense of Carolina slow down a little bit. Um, 
you know, but you know, they're playing a, a, a inferior opponent, I think, in the Texans. So, um, I mean, I, I don't even know who they play this week. I haven't got that far ahead for, for tomorrow's podcast, but just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I have to do research on that. Uh, but a key moment was, and I think, uh, the defense watching on the sideline seeing this, right? Uh, it just deflates you, right? They were, it was second and four at the 36 yard line. So at this point, what you do is your quarterback's having problems. <laughs> what you do is if you're going to give him a break, uh, throw it on second down and run it on third down to give your kicker a shot. Okay. So what do they do? Two incomplete passes. I mean, feeble. It was pass attempt or running or pass plays that didn't work. One was an Aaron pass an after pass. The other one was sack. So uh, the sack wasn't that bad. So they're at the 38. They lost two yards. Instead of kicking the ball or going for it, what do they do? They punt it. Right? What does that say? Two things, right? It is confidence. Confidence it's such a, a different, you know, especially with teams being even in the NFL, two, two teams that are young teams like this. Two things, right? You're saying that your offense sucks and that your kicker sucks. <laughs> and it was funny because later on in the game, same situation, they end up kicking the field off and the kicker looked good. So I think that the defense came out deflated. Uh, Sam Darnold comes up. He almost threw a pick, right? Just to find that move, but he was okay. Uh, 14 play drive, took up the rest of the quarter. I liked it because <laughs> it made sure we kept that game under. <laughs> yeah. another, another thing, yeah, too, about that, about that game, uh, Darnold put the ball on the ground twice, and the right. Panthers got lucky and recovered both those fumbles. Right. But he was in the pocket, and there's a dude right on him, and he just, right. like, handed him the freaking ball. Like, you know, tuck it and just take the sack and go down, dude. Um, right, right. He's, he's, you know, and he I think never gives up on a play, which is a problem. Yeah, and that, I think that's kind of that uh, – that was kind of a return to the mean Darnold right. putting the ball on the ground twice, but they got lucky to get on both of those. Right. Um, you know, something moving forward without McCaffrey. You know, I think Darnold's, um, you know, his turnover, you know, variable coefficient there is kind of high. And I think we saw a little bit of the return of the mean there right. for his first two games, something to keep an eye on because that uh, could have swung the game, um, you know, maybe even over and, and towards the Texans if, uh, you know, they recover those or they get a, you know, scoop and score or it can turn right. one of those those fumbles. But he did put the ball on the ground twice, something to think about. Oh, yeah. No, and I noticed in the last game and – Carolina uh, offensive line is not that good, especially pass protection. Yeah. So that one, I chalk it back to bad logic. So, you know, you identify the situation, use math, and you keep using logic till you come up with the answer. So the logic should have been uh, no Tyron Taylor, 
Davis Mills is going to be a deer in the headlights. He's not. He's not going to do the basics, right? And definitely the under. But all everybody was on the under. But Houston, uh, no way they were going to cover uh, the eight points. Yeah. So one for me. Same same thing. You and Scott were both on the under for the Colts Titans game of forty seven. Right. I was on the over, and I had some flawed thinking there. Um, looking back, you know, swallowing my pride and evaluating, right. logically thinking through it. Um, you know, with Wentz having those two sprained ankles, you know, it it, it definitely was. You shouldn't slow. be playing, really. Yeah. It was going to slow that offense down, and I I didn't put enough, um, you know, into that. I thought that he could you know, could make some big plays. I kind of had some recency bias from the week before, um, you know, and then playing in that indoor Lucas Oil, maybe a little more controlled environment, you know, for overs. Um, but uh, also be, it being a division game, those teams know each other better. Um, it's going to be a little bit more of a battle, right? I mean, it, it, it uh, there, there were a few times, you know, the, the Titans had the ball and the Colts too, you know, down the goal line and they didn't come away with points, um, you know, in the red zone, um, which, which could have swung it to the over, but that that's a division game. You know, they're, they're going to have those goal line stands. You're going to go for it on fourth down because, you know, you're, you're, you're trying to, you know, win the game or, you know, get the touchdown and not set up the field goal. Um, you know, so looking at that one with, with, with Wentz having those ankle injuries and with that being a division game, um, I should have been on that on the under with you guys. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have went the other way. That was one I. I wish I could have had back. Well, gotta look at the coaches too. Uh, Bravo. If we use fundamental analysis, so was that fight between fundamental fundamental analysis and technical analysis. And within fundamental analysis, you look at the corporate governance, especially in college, where these coaches, you know, basically own the whole town, own the whole university. They have a lot of control. Football, sort of the same thing. Both these guys are control freaks, control a lot, and they're very obsessive. So a division game means that for four hours a day during the summers for three months, Frank uh, Reich and Bravo, Dota, uh, these guys that went Super Bowls, right, as assistant coaches, taking teams to the playoffs as head coaches, are focusing their energy and attention on game planning against each other. <laughs> but that to me is under all the way. And made a lot of money with the same process, massive pattern recognition. One of the reasons we can pick things at a high level is because we've seen this movie before. <laughs> so that Titans, Colts, I've seen that movie and <laughs> it always ends up being under. <laughs> you know what I mean? So one that actually I'm proud of, and I'll let you decide, Chad, whether, see, because uh, checking your thinking and collaborating is like that uh, guy who's been uh, alone for 30 years, right? You talk to him, he's kind of off, saying crazy stuff. He might be good at his job or whatever, but dude's kind of off. He's been living alone for 30 years. Versus the guy who's been married and he has his wife elbowing him in the ribs when he says something stupid, right? Easier to talk to and less crazy. Or cat lady, right? Cat lady is kind of nutty. She's been living alone with cats for 30 years. 
it just improves, right? So let me know your thoughts on the Redskins game. I, I do like the fact that this is where the Hawthorne effect comes in. If you live in the past, you die in the past. Normally, the Redskins-Buffalo games, two defensive coaches would have been under. And this was overall the way. Rivera, the Rio, under past circumstances would have kept it under. I had Redskins plus eight. I think if the Redskins do not turn the ball over, because you can't predict turnovers. You can kind of, you know, like Tim Darnold, you can say, well, you mitigated a little bit. Uh, or when Baker Mayfield was a turnover machine, you knew all those games were going over. And you have to look hard at the other team covering. So you, you kind of use it, right? Because there never any absolutes. But you can't predict owners. And I think uh, the Redskins, if they do not turn the ball over, they covered the, those eight points. And that game was going over all the way. You what were on the think? over, right? Yeah. Yeah, we, we were. Yeah. All of us were on the Yeah, over. we were all over that over, yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Or was it bad logic? Was it no way the Redskins were ever covering the eight points? You know, I mean, the turnovers definitely played a factor. But, yeah, I just – I don't know. The Bills looked – I mean, I think the Bills are going to have a few of those games this year um, where they just offensively are a juggernaut. I think they are that type of offense where, you know, they're going to have games where they have breakout games like that and put up a lot of points. I think they're going to be more of an over team and, um, you know, they're going to score some points. Um, Yeah, I don't – I think it being – an out of conference game, right? Maybe played a role with uh, with the Redskins not um, maybe their with their defensive strategy or, or, or game plan or maybe you know just preparation right. maybe being a little weaker. Um, yeah, so I mean that's a 50-50 for me. I mean I I I don't think the logic was impeccable. I think we could have. Um, you know, the Bills at home. Um, that game was in Buffalo, right? Right. No, yeah, the game was in Buffalo. Yeah, the, the Bills at home um, and then at a conference game like that, uh, you know, may, may, maybe we should have went the other way. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, well, high, I mean, I remember. Yeah, yeah, how, let me see. I'm going to check how many turnovers the rest can say in that game. Because Heineke, watching, Heineke scored around. that, rushed in that touchdown, and it made it 21 to 14, right? Right. So, I mean, when that happened, it, it was looking, um, you know, I thought it was going to, you know, kind of turn into a close game from that point. Um, you know, and then it just kind of got away from them. Yeah, let me take a look at that one. Redskins, Bills. Uh, final score of that game was uh, 
turnovers. So Washington had three turnovers. So if they don't turn the ball over, they cover those points. Yeah. They cover eight. You know, they lose, you know. Let's see. Buffalo had 43, three touchdowns, 21. Yeah, I mean, they probably three, lose 20, 28 to 21. We cover the plus eight. Yeah, I mean, and, three, and it goes over. Yeah, three turnovers going against you is always unlucky. Right. On the road. Yeah. yeah. So we analyze that game. Other game I got wrong were the Pats. Yep. Patriots at home against the Saints. Saints. Neander all the way. We're 16 2 in Patriot games. Yep, three and zero on Patriots more. unders. <laughs> right. Uh, again, another game that could have gone either way. Usually, it's Jameis Winston committing those turnovers. Uh, I think that was another uh, game. Yeah, it was because I remember um, watching Mac Jones. He's like Trevor Lawrence in the. In the sense that he has he hasn't caught up to the speed of the game, he really yeah. shouldn't be in there. And that's a theme with all the rookies this week. I mean, Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, right. Lawrence, and Mac Jones. We're seeing that across the board with those guys, uh, just taking time to adjust. I mean, we kind of even saw with Jalen Hurts last night, who's only in his seventh start, which is technically his rookie year still. Right. So yeah, um, no, totally. Yeah, and also at box score. Go ahead. Also, too, I think um, some logic we might have, you know, missed in that one. You know, the, the Saints week one smashed the Packers. You know, then they they had a – they got whooped by the Panthers in week two, but they had that – their whole offensive coaching staff was out for COVID. Right. I mean, the O-line, the receiver, the O-C, I mean, the you know, they had eight coaches out, but, like, you know, you know, ten, nine out of ten offensive coaches were on the on that side of the ball were out. Um you know, so I think that played a big role just on the halftime adjustments and then being able to get something going and having those guys back this week against the Patriots. I think, you know, I think we kind of, um, you know, with the full staff, you know, we have the Packer good win and the Pats win. You know, I think that uh, that Panthers, you know, blowout win over them, I think is kind of something we might need to kind of um, erase or, you know, not. Well, the really thing about that Packer win was they tripped down the, the, the Packer offense. Now, yeah. looking over these stats, uh, the Patriots, which is a good running team, had 17 rushes for 2.9 yards. So these are two Bill Parcells guys. Bill Parcells says uh, 3.5 yards times three goes the first down. Yeah, so right. the Saints are stopping the run. Exactly. Uh, meanwhile, the Saints were 3.7. Mm. And then the big part, right, was uh, my – Jones threw three interceptions. Yep. It was 28-13. Just mm -hmm. same thing as the last game we saw. That we got wrong. Because you're noticing patterns. We got wrong two games where the young quarterback turned over the ball three times. So logic is we evaluate the game. Are you going to do that? Or is that game going to go under because uh, – They've been ripped a new one over those turnovers the week before. Right. And then we got the Chiefs right. minus six and a half we missed, which is, was another game that the Chiefs were just 
plagued with turnovers. Exactly. Uh, so when we're looking at a solid week, right? I think our thinking was really good all yeah. the way around because all the games were missing. Turnovers were a factor, yeah. right? And turnovers are very, very hard to predict. And uh, we have lives. We can't just sit all day and <laughs> figure out whether the team is going to turn over the ball three times or not. Yeah. But you do look for patterns, right? So uh, I do think the Charger defense played a factor in that one. I think they're a good defense. I think they're a, a top defense in the league. Well, this um, too, right? Both them and Dallas sit back in zone, let the people catch the ball, and then try to punch the ball. Yeah. So what they were doing all day. And they get tips, you know, and they got guys back there to, to catch the tip balls and stuff. They can get some hands on stuff. The other thing, too, I don't know if it's going to last all year, but the Kansas City offense, especially in the first half, was very predictable. They're bringing the same plays. Uh, people are getting used to the air raid. You know? I, I, I was like, oh, I know that play. Now, Kelsey's hard to tackle. It's hard to guard, too, because he's like six seven. Yeah. yeah. The Chiefs signing Josh Gordon, uh, a new weapon for him. You, you saw that? New, yeah, new plays. Um, yeah. Also, that's telling that's you that – going to be big for they, them, yeah. Telling you that they feel like they need some more weapons out there for Mahomes, you know, losing Sammy right. Watkins. Right. Um, you know, they, you know they, they're they they're looking to, uh, you know, kind of reload on, on weapons. They don't – they feel like they needed to make that move, you know, based off what's been going on so far this year for them. So, right. Um, and that's interesting, and that kind of gives us some insight onto where their heads are at offensively. Well, now, now they got all the receivers for that air raid going to run. Yeah. So the the Chiefs have four turnovers. Yep. Two fumbles and two interceptions. So the Redskins had three, Pats had three, Chiefs had four. So that's a combined ten turnovers in three games. We got wrong. Right. That's yeah. uh credit to us though, we got partially wrong. <laughs> yeah. Uh because the Chiefs, well, we did get the under 55, didn't we? Yes, came in at 54 from a missed nice. extra extra point at the end of the game. We'll take it. <laughs> yeah. Which it would have been a push. We weren't at risk of uh right losing it, but that allowed us to cash that one, which was nice. The 20% um, luck tractor coming our way, evening it out, making it 20%. Exactly. After we got unlucky on a field, we, we got got one to go our way. So the next next game we got wrong was the Giants' money line at home against the Falcons. And that <laughs> game could have gone. Uh, yeah, exactly. That game could have gone either way. We lost that one on the last second field goal with time expiring. Exactly. <laughs> Giants can't finish. It's been a calm. I'm pretty sure on on the preseason stuff with uh, Jim and Scott, we talked about the Giants were going to be atrocious at finishing games late. Right. Which, so that that they could have been in. We, we could have said the Falcons. But the Falcons on the road, as bad as they've been, you know, it was tough. It could have gone either way. Yeah, maybe you know Matt 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 Ryan might have played that play outplayed Daniel Jones a little bit. Um, you know, I don't. I think I don't feel I think, bad about that. Yeah, no, I mean neither. I think I think maybe Matt Ryan has more upside to him, um, but with his age and stuff, I and mean, we've seen him struggling this year. I think you know, 
his variability is right. a lot greater than Daniel Jones. And Daniel Jones is going to kind of be steady. Like we know where his guy's going to be like middle of the pack. You know, he's not, you know, where Matt Ryan, you might see glimpses of the old Matt Ryan. And then you're going to see, you know, the two, three picks. And then, you know, him, his, his, uh, you know, his variability is going to be greater. Um, I mean, yeah. you could have snuck in there, but it's, I mean, it's good to have data, right? The most information you have, the better off you are. Uh, Matt Ryan reversion to the mean because he lost us the cover the week before during two pick sixes in a row. Yep. He was going to take care of the ball more, which he did. He did. And that led to the under as well. We knew he wasn't going to take risks. He was going to be a lot safer. And that game, I think, was 17 14. I mean, that game came in, at, I mean, 32 and the I mean we had under uh 47 and a half so that game wasn't close fit we had we had four or 15 and a half points away from, from that one that under came in beautifully the Giants are going to be another team I, I think a lot of the year right now this game I feel like I got totally wrong and it's the the Raiders minus four under 45 really well, the under think, the under was probably should have been a lot. I mean, on that last play of the game, if they can tackle Brissett <laughs> right. on fourth and goal, right. we cash Raiders minus three and a half or right. four, right. and we cash under 45 and a half. Right. Um, you know, so yeah, that was a tough one. I mean, the Raiders spotted them two touchdowns, 14-0 lead. Right. Well, reverging to the mean, right? You got to feel that was said Miami going to play better. They're getting blown out thirty to nothing. Yeah, but I mean it's Brissett, and you're right. The Raiders once they took control of the game, right? Like they should because they have better talent. Uh, things go normally. We cash both sides of that ticket. Yeah. yeah that one I feel. Yeah, that one I feel like. And two, I mean they don't spot on those fourteen points. I mean that. That game's not even close to getting over. Right. Um, you know, they're playing from 14-0 to early, you know, early scores in the first quarter. Right. One I do feel like I we got wrong is the Jets plus 10 and a half. I the Jets are just, you know, I think we didn't, you know, going in, Denver's a hard place to play. We know that that altitude is a factor. Right. The Jets are inferior opponent they are you know probably the worst team in the nfl young quarterback young coach who's only been a coordinator for a year yeah young now coaches. he's a head coach yeah um i mean they don't have any scheme they just they don't have weapons i mean guys aren't getting open their o-line can't block they're getting pressure you know it's like zach wilson get sacked they let up a run then zach wilson escapes and he's got a guy open he delivers a good ball and the receiver drops it i mean they just right, right. they it's can't lose their team through and through they can't seem to click o-line qb receiver on that offense they just right. can't seem to all click on the same play they get good protection one play and wilson throws a shitty ball you know they get good protection and, and wilson throws a great ball and they can't get the receiver to make the the, the catch you know right um receiver gets open you know makes a good route and you know, there's pressure and, and Wilson's getting sacked. They just they just can't seem to click on any play. And, right, uh, and he threw the ball over two times. Yep. Um, under, I mean, the under well, that game. Well, that's the thing, right? And um, this is a decision, I mean, I, I was like, okay, 
whatever his name is, Slay or whatever, he goes out and the media and says, hey, we need him to be boring, not taking any chances. But he still threw two interceptions. This is plus yeah. 11 in the 26 to nothing. So if he doesn't turn the ball over, this very much could have been, should have been a 13-3 game. Yeah. But I should have predicted it. it's too early in his career. Uh, Denver's always going to have a lights out defense. And Teddy Bridbrock, I should not have underestimated uh, Teddy Bridbrock. 19-25, right? Keeps it safe. That's why he's in the NFL. The other guy behind him takes chances. 235 yards, right? Dink and dunk. Doesn't take chances unless the guy's wide open. Zero interceptions. And Denver, of course, had no turnovers. That was, that was the thing, turnovers. This one, even though it was turnovers, it, it was like you're saying a bad pick. It was Denver all the way. Denver was not going to let the Jets score. Change oh. or whatever. Great defensive coordinator, good as belly treat. He's not going to let him score. Seattle, we had a sneaking suspicion the Vikings were going to show up at home. Yeah, we talked do. about it. We we talked about it last week on the podcast. And yeah, we we did mention, you know, how we first home game, we did not think, you know, the Vikings were going to go 0 and 3, start right. the year at home. You know, I think. We we even said it. We knew it. We knew it, and we talked about it. And we didn't still went the, it. The, still exactly. went the other way. Right. We that was one where we yeah we self-sabotaged. Had thinking, and we right. yeah we went we went with our hearts, and we didn't we didn't go right. with our with the with the logic. Exactly. We took the eye candy of the Seahawks and Carol and Wilson. <laughs> right. Recency bias. Yeah, recency bias and eye candy, and we uh, right. Um, that we, yeah, the Vikings, we knew that at home, you know, that's, you know, that stadium home game, Zimmer, they're not going to start 0-3 at lose one at home. Uh, they got to sell season tickets. They got to keep exactly. the fans happy. Exactly. They're going to get the call. That we, we really uh, bit the bullet there. But we did not lose money like Warren Buffett says. Our because strategy. we... We doubled down on that under, and we two walked defensive out coaches, of- all man control freaks on both sides. Yep, yep. And I even, uh, you know, because that game in the first half kind of had some scoring, right? And I at halftime, I saw that the halftime line was twenty eight, right? And I said, "There's no way four touchdowns are being scored in the second half." <laughs> um, so I even tripled down, and I took the second nice. half under as well. So I, you know, finished two units up there, went through, you know, was able to go three and one in that game. Right. Which was nice. Well, there yeah. were nine points scored in the second half. Seahawks did not bring their the full yeah. offense there. That's not so it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't even close to the 28. So on, on the road, uh, outside the division, old coach yeah. 71 years old, old school. So even with my poor thinking there on the Seahawks, I'm still able to monetize that game very nicely. No turnovers, Doug. Two veteran quarterbacks, no turnovers. Then our last miss is the Packers 49ers under 50 and a half. Yeah. That game game was going under the whole game until that last drive. 49ers put it in. 
I don't feel bad about that. That's a game we kind of mitigate, right? I felt Garoppolo was going to turn it all over because uh, of his impulse control issues, right? He's a professional football player. You know, dating prostitutes, they all do it. His thing is he dating prostitutes so much that he got caught. Yeah, everybody's taking pictures of him, yeah. And he's a good-looking guy. I mean, you know, he should be able to meet just regular chicks out there that are throwing themselves at him versus dating well-known porn stars and, and have it be in public where he gets in trouble. So what does that mean? It means the man has impulse control issues, right? Because my wife is a psychotherapist. It breaks down the situations for me. So I'm like, ah, in my mind, I'm like, oh, this guy's got to interceptions. <laughs> oh. Right? That's why, uh, what's his face? Shanahan doesn't let him throw it that much. Reading defenses, panics. We saw a lot of panic in him. Yeah. Also he on the sideline, too. He has ADD. Cause you could see on the sideline, coach was trying to tell him a play on the iPad. And he kept looking up. No, Garoppolo. <laughs> Yeah, probably. Yeah. You, you need to concentrate on what the man's telling you on the iPad. Yeah, Shanahan and Garoppolo kind of reminds me of how kind of uh, McVay was with Goff. Right. Kind of have similar dynamics there. Big time. But uh, yeah, we end, I ended that one though. I did got the, we got the Packers plus three. I, I ended up taking the Packers money line too on that one. So that was a good way to right. end Sunday Sunday night. Yeah. Now, on the last second field goal. Oh, yeah. No, I, I knew what was going to happen. I was just like, man, this game did not need to go over because nah. all they needed to do was whatever, stop uh, the 49ers that were played before. Like, and, and it's over. We, we win both sides. Yeah. But the thing about arbitrage and betting at least 10 games, that if you lose a game, if something crazy happens in the end, you're still laughing because you got profit. And yep. you're enjoying watching football. Last mm-hmm. game I got wrong was uh, the Dallas over under. Mm. That game's going over because of the uh, same reason we lost the side on Philadelphia. Philadelphia did not have their act together. Uh, it's funny. I call them Luke Bryant guys because he, he, all these guys remind me of Luke Bryant. They all kind of look the same. Citriani, whatever his name is for the uh, Eagles, Clingsbury, Shanahan. All these guys look the same. <laughs> like Luke Bryant, the country star. Uh, so this Luke Bryant coach, I don't know how much respect he has because everybody knows how he runs when runs that team. And they're all over the place. Uh Jalen Hurts cannot read defenses. And I feel this game still would have gone under if he doesn't, if the scripted plays, which these are guys that were trained by Andy Reid. So I guess the first 15, 25 plays are scripted. But, man, I think – and you got to give credit to Dan Quinn, right? Uh, First play went fine. Then the next play, he stares down the receiver – Safety knew exactly where the ball was going. He intercepts the ball. And all those guys played together in college, too. Right. You know, the Diggs, Hurts, and Devontae Smith. So what do you think about that? I think if there wasn't two pick sixes, that game goes under the 50. Yeah. 
Because yeah, I had Dallas Place. They, they were running the ball well. I was happy yeah. with that. They were running first drives, running the ball well, took half the quarter off the clock. They get a lead, they just run out of the clock. Snap it with one or two seconds, boom, under. Yeah. 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 I think that's another 50 51 where we had bad luck. But um, like, like you said, I mean, I think Dallas is going to be a pretty high powered offense. Um, you know, with the way they run the ball, they can kind of lull you to sleep for that play action, big play. Um, and, you know, the Eagles playing from behind are going to be taking shots. And you got to think that, uh, you know, Eagles playing from behind are good for a couple, uh, couple big plays. Um, airing the ball out, uh, another indoor stadium. You know, I right. think, You're I think, the, I think those indoor, I, you know, the Vikings, Indianapolis, you know, Arizona, Dallas, you know, SoFi. I think those type of stadiums just kind of lead a little more, um, a little faster field. Um, you know, no, no conditions, no elements at all. You have to deal with. Uh, you know, not saying those. There's, I mean, you can never buy bet anything blindly, of course. But right, do your research. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, you know, those teams being so familiar with we talked about, you know, before the podcast, those teams being so familiar with each other, um, you know, can maybe lead. You know, the, the two defensive touchdowns we saw maybe can have something to do with familiarity. You know, defense is expecting stuff, more film study, more preparation for these teams. You know, this is probably the biggest game on the schedule for these two teams, you know, um, okay. huge rivalry. Um, so, you know, that that, that might have led to, uh, you know, that might lead to the special teams touchdown, the block kick, the return kick, the right. defensive touchdowns, the picks. So, you know, I think it was a combination of, yeah, I mean, if we don't have those two pick sixes, yeah. You know, Dallas is running the ball great. Um, Dallas is going to be able to control games and, and take them under. Uh, but and you know, Dallas turned over the ball twice. Eagles turned it twice. They, they turned them into touchdowns. That was, just, that was yeah. the thing. Yeah, quick. Yeah, and they were quick scores, which is just quick you scores. know right. that's going to be that's just that's just tough. I mean, first play. Yeah, the, the safer first... play might have been the over because you might expect that a little. Bit. I don't know. I like you said, it's just yeah. Yeah. The, the, I mean, yeah, I mean, the first play of the second half, Devontae Smith falls down and it's a pick six. You know, that's right. it's never a good way to start the first play if you got the under of the half. Right. Right. Um, you know, I was kind of actually working out today at the gym at my buddy's gym, and I, there was two guys in there, and they were, they were talking about how, you know, they were on Dallas. You know, they're rookie sports betters, you know, talking about parlays, <laughs> and I parlayed the Yankees and the Dallas minus three and the, you know, the Dallas over right, and right. hit them all. Da, da, da. And I was kind of kind of eavesdropping on, um, right. you know, what they were thinking. And I was just kind of like, man, you know, here that, you know, we know that, you know, bet the favorite and the over. That's what, right. what most sports betters are going to do. So, you know, just kind of, you know, thinking, and I'm just like, man, these guys got it right. And I couldn't get it right. I had the dang, the under, you know, so. Uh, I mean, they didn't get anything right. They just they just blindly bet the over. Yeah, processing but anything. I, I, I think if, that if, that... if those two pick sixes don't happen, then it's under the the fifty two. Yeah, or was it? A, you know, might have ballooned up to fifty four or fifty five. It would easily been under. Yeah, uh, what happens to those guys? Yeah, you know, I've seen a hundred times. They're going to lose all their money. Yeah, and then they're oh, yeah. going to bet anymore. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But you know, yeah, Dallas, yeah, Dallas was moving the ball at will. You know, they were scoring points. I mean, they 
they went down yeah. first few drives. And I mean, they even had that fourth down um, in the first or second quarter where they went right. for it on a sneak with Dak on the goal line. They didn't right. even get it. Right. So it couldn't even been. I mean, that would have been another touchdown regardless of turnover. I mean, Dallas was moving the ball. And it would have taken the air out of the ball. Actually, to think yeah. about it, I must have blocked that out of my mind because that's what I was thinking. Yeah, that would have helped. Once for they would have scored that touchdown, Eagles go three and out. They take the air out of that ball. You know, but the, I don't know if the Eagles could have stopped them. I mean, they were running the ball. They were. Yeah, but if the Dallas doesn't want to score and they want to, they prefer to run the clock yeah. and, and protect the defense. And get them less snaps out there on the field, right? Keep them healthy. That's what Dallas does. That's what Jerry Jones does. Yeah. That's what Bill Belichick does. That's what Andy Reid does. That's what Harbaugh did. Mm-hmm. Right? So that was an easy under with Detroit. Because he knew Harbaugh was going to do that. He was going to get a lead. He's going to yeah. start running out the clock. Four corners. Yeah, so man. What, what are those wins, right? Out of those wins we got looking at the spreadsheet, which one... So we're lucky ones by us. Well, I mean, I looked at them. I don't really see too many that are no. too lucky. Um, I mean, Detroit. Yeah, you know what? We can look at because Marquise Brown did have a case of the yips. Yeah, I mean, he dropped two touchdowns. Right. That that could have that could have swung the game. Uh. The Baltimore covering those eight points. Uh, I mean, he had shit right in his hands, and he just—I mean, it hit him in his hands off his face mask twice. So um, that is one maybe that we—I mean, that that was a little lucky for us to get those drops. Um, and should have picked the under on that game. Which we did, I think. Oh, we did. We on the Ravens? Yeah, we were on the under. Yeah, so we yeah, so we had that all the way. Yeah, it's just a yeah. side Detroit plus eight. Yeah. So if usually a game goes under like that, you're gonna cover which we did. Yeah. So that's a solid pick, I think. Yeah, I like yeah, Lions at home. I don't think the Lions are a bad team, but uh they got sell season tickets. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They're not um they're not as bad as some of the other teams, I think. You know, the Jets and the the Jaguars and the, the Texans. Golf is physically talented. Yeah. Yeah, no, no doubt. He's good from the neck down. From the neck yeah. up, that's his problem. Mm-hmm. This is another great podcast. We did good at analyzing, uh, really getting a closer look at what reality is, right? Because perception is 50-50 and you meet – to get a grasp on what's real because we get light to so much gaslight so much you need to figure out uh like van halen used to say you got to roll with the punches just to get to what's real so we did that so another great episode we'll be back tomorrow night with the picks uh we're gonna do wake up in the morning start doing research <laughs> start mm-hmm. doing research do some work Work, 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 take a break, do research, finish work, research, and then podcast. Because like Winston Churchill said, you make a living from your labor, but you make a life from what you give. So thank you for listening to the ESBC podcast. That's why this one goes to us.
Things don't 